Strutting while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I'm Art. I'm Derek. We have a special guest in the house. Derek, how you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, Brian could not make it. He has some... What did you say? Like all hands on deck work meetings or yeah, yeah, work dinner. So you got to mop the poop deck. <laughs> so we are without Brian. Uh, you'll have to wait for your uh, C four Corvette updates for another week. So we have Derek with us, Derek Tam Scott on the gram. Dude, you're very active on Instagram. Yeah, D Tam Scott. Oh, I uh, I don't know. See lots of cool shit, and I post like maybe thirty percent of it. I will I say every time I open DWA uh, Instagram account on the top, it's your video. Like oh, you have yeah, a new sorry. video going, a story. It's like every single time there's a new one. <laughs> so I, I see a lot of uh, morning cars and stuff. But yeah, yeah you see a lot I mean, of cool it's shit. like I, I feel like I see more interesting stuff than most people, and like I periodically remember to record it, but usually don't. No, yeah, you're very good about it. We yeah. Should. And we agree with that. Um, so Derek works at Fantasy Junction, phenomenal place. Uh, For those that don't uh, live in the Bay Area or follow like the collector car scene super closely, what is Fantasy Junction? Uh, it has been around since 1976. We sell lots of interesting cars. Some of them are like pretty dodgy in terms of like, oh, that's not very collectible. And then other times it's like really heavy duty stuff like Ferrari SWBs and Sort of most, we do more Ferraris than anything else, sort of 60s, 70s Ferraris. And now that I'm involved and sort of of the next generation trying to get a little more modern, because uh, that's sort of where my personal tastes lie. Define modern. Uh, yeah. So by modern, I mean like <clears throat> out of the 60s and 70s. <laughs> and into the 80s and 90s. And into the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> Radwood era. Time. We like those. Driving while awesome. Yeah. Era. So, um, you know, Derek's going to stick around. He's spending the night. Uh, we have a little sleeping Whether he bag. likes it or not. Yeah. We have a sleeping bag set up under the table uh, for him so he can be on our Sunday show. So we'll delve into his details yes. a little bit more on that show. But for now, Thursday edition, we uh, ask our Instagram followers for questions. They have provided some. Are you ready to answer a couple? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Clutch Kick Podcast says you're building a car time capsule with a ten thousand dollar budget. What do you send to the future? It could be a car, parts, information, whatever. Anything come to, come to mind? I, I will say that I came across that BBS catalog from the eighties, oh, and that's like ephemera. You know that people weren't meant to keep the, keep those. That was supposed to just be, you know, on the shelf for a month or something and thrown right. away. So you're gonna bring back catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun to bring back, like, uh, if you could get just, um, you know, the latest aftermarket crap that we think is totally normal now, but in, what does he say, 50 years? Um, I don't future. think he specifies he a year, yeah. specify a year. So I'm going to say ephemera, catalogs, posters, etc. Wow. 
Because you have a room full of junk. I mean, that kind of resonates junk. with me from a vintage car perspective. Because whenever, like, we got this 356 in and it had the most complete book set I've ever seen. And, like, it's here's the catalog for, like, your period ski rack for right? 356. And yeah. it's like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Thank and I've you. I've never seen it before. And we sell, like, this guy gets it. I yes. Mean, so, yeah. like, it's hard to argue with that. That's pretty cool. And, like, that's just probably worth good money because 356 guys are pretty hardcore. Yeah, Absolutely. you'd be I like mean, a thousandaire. Yeah, I mean <laughs> tens of dollars. It's all about emotional. It's not. It's not the money I'm stuff. thinking about. It's the. Um, uh, it's the cool factor. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, shit. I actually did something similar. We're in the future. Uh, I mean, relative to 1984, um, yeah. I posted on our Radwood feed um, I, a picture of the freaking little manual for the mobile phone that was installed in my SEC in period. Yep. And like, it's perfectly intact. It's in the sleeve and everything, you know? It's yeah. Like, and I found it in the, in the uh, what's it called? The folder. And uh, It was so picture. interesting. You took a picture of it and are sharing it on a podcast. How's that? And in how 1984, was that? that was just like... Yeah, whatever. It's it was like, like most know. people threw them away immediately. Probably yeah. they like, didn't even yeah. recycle them. Yeah, it was just right in the trash. Yeah, right in the trash. Pre-recycling. So sad. Actually, it comp- I mean, it's biodegradable and all that. Um, I do have one little sort of nitpick, though. I believe he said a car specifically, didn't he? No, he said no, it he could said be a car. It didn't have to be a car. Parts, yeah. information. What you said just now actually kind of resonated with me because it's like when you when I hang out with all these cars and you always get the car. You're always like at least when you someone sells you a car, you get a car. But And it's the other stuff that you often don't get or don't see. And so like period tuner parts or like look at this. Fa- I mean, VW guys are super good at this with their like license plate frames. And right. Your, it's sun visors and all yeah. that stuff. And, and like that like uh, that's what differentiates you because you look at these cars all the time and it's always the same car but it's the peripherals or stuff around and it. And don't you agree that when you buy especially an old car half of it is you're you're doing this investigation into all the little bits and pieces whether it's ownership for sure. It's the the modifications and if you have those little you know clues old photos right like we just consigned it's actually a friend of mine we consigned this rolls royce um which is like not usually my jam and it's not really our jam in general but this thing has such a cool story like the guy who owns it now like met the previous owners because they were neighbors and there's this photo from 1990 of the current owner as a child with the car oh, like sweet. and it's like that's the kind of stuff that no matter how well restored a car is like you can't create that shit from nowhere right right and what kind of rolls royce is it it's a silver cloud three which is like the most majestic of all majestic motor cars. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield, daily that, driver. Uh, Kyle JF90 says, what's the worst Italian sports car slash supercar ever made? So maybe both, right? It might be the best and the worst at the same time. <laughs> the yeah, worst? We were talking about <laughs> a topic way. that might, like <laughs> earlier, that could be a nominee for this. The, uh, the Countach. Yeah. It's a pretty abysmal car, but it's also like one of the coolest cars of all time. So visually, yeah. Uh, gosh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of all the kind of like, uh, you know, like a small run Maserati Merrick or something. Merricks are actually all right. decent cars. Like I, the, well, the Bora and the Merrick are the same car. And every time I drive a Bora, I'm like, this is a really good car. It's huh. not like a Mira or a Countach yeah. in terms of like oh. misery when you're using it. You have one. Uh, by turbo. Uh, oh, oh, by turbo. Yeah. Terrible, but is that? I mean, I guess it's a sports car. car. Yeah, it's a sports car. It's a car. It's a car. It is a car. car. It is a car. Uh, Your Alpha Eight C. The new one? The new one. Oh, I just, I just don't like them. The new Eight C is cool. I had a customer who had one, and like carbon fiber chassis, and like the popping exhaust noises, and like the ninety of them built. 
uh, Maserati, was it the 3000 GT? The 3200 and the 4200? The the new ones. Yeah, that, the that, Italian that money the, toilet. Oh, the freaking, yeah, the, the, the first Ferrari F1 VA. transmission. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. F1. That's yes. the car where it's famously, like, you look at one on Craigslist or wherever it is. It'll have 14,000 miles on it. It'll say, new clutch. It'll go through this list, and it's like 40,000 recently spent on this and the, you know, all this Asking stuff. Asking 15 grand. Have yeah. you seen the the best of Craigslist ad about that car where the guy's like, he's like, you can have the $16,000 paperweight, or also known as Italian money toilet. <laughs> and like, my kids are like wondering, you know, I wanted this car when I was a kid, and my kids are all now wondering why the lights are off and there's nothing to eat. It's because daddy's car is sick again. It's all in the Craigslist ad. That's, That's awesome. Good. Dude, yeah, but... My turbo is my choice for sure. Wow, what a pile! That's, That's pretty a bad. pretty good choice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Alex Stadel asks, "What would you do with a high? What would you do with a high 3D scanner and a printer? Is there a low 3D scanner? Yeah, what's a high 3D scanner? <laughs> is that when you get Are high? Smart enough to answer this question? Um, you get super high and then you make. I shit? can't think of stuff to make. Like all these people get these little maker bots and stuff, you mm. know. And they end up making a keychain, yeah. you know. And you're yeah. like, "Oh, cool, dude! I can yeah. like you it's bought like, this like fifteen hundred dollars thing." If you could make something with a three D printer, it would be something that's completely unobtainable. There's all this yeah. like random unobtainable well, shit. Well, I know, like, uh, freaking eight thousand dollars for a set of Miura SV taillights. Yeah, right. or if yeah. you can make that, but clear the perfect color. I know or that uh, little hinges and stuff on cars. That, yeah, that or trim pieces. Little trim yeah, yours pieces. was that yeah. one, right? The E thirty, the rear window latches, like the yeah, the pop out windows. I mean, it has to be metal. I mean, I don't know what. 3D, well, maybe that's 3D what a high three D printer. 3D print metal. So the the one thing I saw was Jay Leno's garage. He has a I think it was a six hundred Pullman or something. And they're the switches for the yes, HVAC the hydro, and the hydraulic switches. Yeah, There's a are guy like a billet on obtainium, right? So he, he was three D printing them for, and he said I could have bought them from these sources for two hundred dollars each, and we just printed them. And it, no one can tell the difference. You know, you sand it's it. Like two thousand each, <laughs> right? Yeah, those cars are like freaking. They're so cool, it's expensive though. to look after as a space shuttle. I know they're including awesome. fuel. So, uh, what would Alex Stadel do? I don't know. Uh, what's a high three D scanner? I mean, I don't know. I mean, people are fucking doing stuff out of titanium now, and like, I mean, Inconel, like, uh, yeah, we like had stuff. We had stuff made like, out of titanium. I would do like wheels man like they like basically like campies whatever wheel you want you know for, like it, just get just that design. print a wheel super super strong print and a, a wheel yeah, that'd dude. be crazy dude. yeah <laughs> um, safety third it would take like it would take like six weeks that's all right we have time so one thing like Westworld. one thing i've learned like doing how doing some projects where you get stuff you know by these scanning companies and then you have them printed the scanners don't really go that deep or get that as you can't turn that off by the way or get that precise you know, as precise as you as you want it to be, so you end up with this product that's like a little bit off. You know, unless you really go in, like and... just not good enough to be usable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these like titanium, maybe paperweights at our at our office that we spent like three grand on. Um, they were supposed to be Lamborghini shift paddles. Better than sixteen grand on an Italian money toilet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, the Escape Road asks: Are you noticing a generational shift in the classic car market? Are older cars losing significance with younger buyers? I want to say yes. I certainly see there is exciting new stuff that's emerging that used to be used cars. I mean, case in point, E30 M3s at the sort of what we would call lower end of the market. I remember struggling to sell them for. 13 grand in 2003. Uh, and then like at the top of the market, I mean, at forties used to be 250 or $300,000. And now they're like a million one. Uh, are old cars losing significance with, I mean, people? the old, old stuff. I think, 
I think the prices are, or maybe the old fifties American stuff. I'm picturing probably. even older yes. than that, yeah. like brass era. Well, and um, like pre-war cars, yeah. Duesenbergs, like that. At some point, who's going to be around that really cherishes that? Yeah. So the phrase mm-hmm. I use, which is pretty insensitive, is that most of the people who care about those cars are dead or dying. Yeah, or, or, or dying. And maybe their kids are kind of into it, but it. I but don't know, the it's... really special stuff, like Alpha 8C 2900s oh, and 2300s, yeah. those that things are in like of art. Talbo yeah. T150 SS. Yeah. All that stuff yeah. remains super, super expensive. In any 50s or 60s Ferrari. Or... Yeah, but I don't know if young people are the people who are after those cars. I know. Younger. I mean, I think, you know, like if, if we had the means, I mean, those cars that you just listed are would be... We'd be stoked to have them in our collection. Like they're stunning, beautiful machines. You know, I mean, we'll try I, driving one. Like, I mean, oh no, I heard. Yeah, the, the, is it the gas or the accelerator in the middle on the ACs yes, or something? It and is. Then, like the brake is, is on true. the right. Or have you driven like correct. a model Model T or anything? And then they're no, like, it's like right hand drive, unsynchronized gearboxes, and like if you miss a shift, you have to stop the car, and like from third to. Fourth, you miss the shift. You have to stop the car and start again. In I first. forget that. I'll get the Talbot logo then. <laughs> I'll go Talbot logo. You get a pre-selector, and then it's like you just have to put the clutch in, and that's it. What do you mean, no synchro mesh? What the fuck's this? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you guys don't do a lot of pre-war stuff, do you? We do some. We try and avoid it because it takes a long time to turn them over, and yeah. the, there's not a lot of activity around them. But for the heavy-duty stuff, I and mean, we just we sold an eight C twenty three hundred two months ago. Super awesome car. I by think. The way. Well, I mean, just one last thing about this. Um, I think this kind of goes in line with the question that we get a lot of. Right? Is it like are, are like car people dying? You know, is that like a dying breed? Are people no longer interested in driving? Like you know all this. And I think people who are interested in cars are you know whether they're young or old or whatever. Like they're they're going to be interested in you know in, in classic cars and the classic car market in general. Like there's an association there, right? Like no matter what. Um, but I mean, whether that's the kind of what they're going for um like especially now i do see like a shift where it's like everybody wants like the fastest the lightest like the most like you know technologically advanced cars and i see that a lot in younger people versus appreciating the older you know those people have never driven yeah and they just like they quote the gtr facts yeah because they don't have any other reference point about like a, a visceral sensation exactly but i think that i think that the popularity of like I don't know, 911s, like 70s 911s and stuff like that also, and 2002s also has to do with the fact that they're still a modern enough driving machine that you could take out and you can trash or thrash and you can go like quick on twisty roads and they still have grip and they have brakes and all this stuff where a lot of the stuff before that, you have to have a different driving style and, um, brakes technology. And I think you're, we're just used to, you know, you, you go by any new car. It's going to be fairly capable. So I think it's really weird. It would be, it's odd to get in a 1940 Buick or something and try and drive that thing and at any kind of pace, you know, and have any kind of fun. Oh, it's terrifying. It's genuinely concerning. Like I feel like my life is at jeopardy sometimes when I'm driving these (laughs) old cars. I think there's also an element of people who are like, they start at a sort of accessible place because like a 911 is a familiar shape and they drive well and they're usable. And then eventually you get sort of tired of that and that becomes sort of, you get jaded and you look for the next, you get like increasingly kinky basically. It's like, Oh, I'm ready for the Citroen SM now that I've tried everything else. And like, I'm ready to do something really Mm. like extra weird interesting right, so right. like they go on conquest looking easy. for something yeah. new. so the 911 is a gateway drug i yeah. think so yeah it's i mean too easy, whatever it's too good. BMW or the 2002 or, or, yeah. or whatever well, 
see, that's what I mean. I, I guess you know, I, I was having a hard time really explaining it, but I feel like the younger buyer is going to lean more towards like getting the next best thing, whereas the older, or like uh, maybe someone our age, right, whatever it may be. Like I'm thinking, you know, twenties, they probably want the latest, you know, GT2 RS versus whatever they're driving now. And whereas like as people mature or the older people are actually interested in going and venturing out and getting some into the classic experience and something that's more engaging and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it's too big of a generalization or assumption, but I feel like just, especially being in the tech world and being around here, you know, like what you see, it's like, Oh shit, there's a new one. I want to have that one because it shifts this much faster. And it's, and it's all the 27 year olds that are millionaires. Right. But I think we're talking, he's talking about classic, classic cars. And I think you put it, the I mean, generational shift is a, is a, correct way of stating it because it, it you know everyone said it a million times kind of but um it's the cars that we grew up liking yeah. right so There's we that. we don't have a reference to like a 19 whatever 20 something that was never a thing in our mind that we dreamt of so we don't care about that but we care about the when the e30 m3 came out i remember being a little kid and seeing them and ooing and awing over it, you know? So Yeah, and I think that is definitely where the focus is now, right? Because it's something that we can associate with. And like of course. And right now we're at the point where we're established enough where we can obtain those cars and they're not yeah. insanely valuable yet. Yeah, it's only a hundred and two grand for yeah. them. Well, oh I mean, my god. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a fun podcast about that last one last time. Uh Rocket Tiki Motorsports asks Is the Porsche market soft or just on a pause before the prices keep going up? And what are your favorite German, Italian, and British classic cars? Wow. Well, let's let's focus on the first part. That's um, a lot of questions. Yeah, it's kind of soft, huh? Yeah. The, the nine the nine eleven market is soft in certain places. The places where I'm noticing more activity are the impact bumper cars. Yeah. Uh, there's those are pretty strong still. The long hoods are fairly sleepy compared to where they used to be. I mean, they were really hot for a while for sure. And nine thirties are soft because. I think everyone's realizing what I realized when I had one, which is that the in, if it's going to be a collectible one, it's not going to be any fun to drive because those cars are not very good in stock form for turbo lag and gearing reasons. So there are pockets of activity. I think that they will always have this timeless appeal. They're intrinsically good to drive. And so impact bumper cars, certainly, and the, the McPherson strut air, air-cooled cars, which is 964s and 993s for sure. Um, but the market is softer now, especially if you're interested in a long hood. I think it's come down to earth. Yeah, I think there was a period there where like a 77 911 was getting the same price as a 84 Carrera. And it just, that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Especially here. Well, people, yeah. were, people were grasping for You could make for the anything. argument for a 74 or 75. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Those, those are hot. But right I'm now. saying like 76, 77, like smog. Yeah. Thermal reactor like cars. Like thermal right. reactor exactly. cars, which are total, like especially in California. Yep. I would not ever want to own one of those. No, because you know the motor's been cooked. Exactly. and Or it has an SC motor in it. Yes. And, and those people, those cars were getting like crazy money for a little bit. Yeah. It was any 911. It didn't matter what the pedigree was or Well, yeah, it's anything. when the market starts doing crazy stuff like that. You get all these people who don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. And then you divorce the, the the intrinsic appeal of the car from its value. And that's when you, like, that's what happened in 1989. Nobody remembers that. but Yeah, the Ferraris, right? Yeah, like you could, yeah. like new Testarossas, which you could buy in a dealer for $100,000, were being sold for $300,000, even though they built 7,000 of those cars and you could still get one new from Ferrari. And that is like a complete separation 
separation of the market's <laughs> rational like appeal yeah. or like supply and demand. It was just because yep. all these idiots were buying things that had Ferrari badges on. Yeah. Them. Um, so uh, about that, I actually had a conversation recently with with a buddy of ours, and like I told him that I. I've been very tolerant of the whole fanboyism and like all the, just the, the, the artificial inflation and appeal of these cars. I've, I've owned a 993. They're fucking awesome. And they're definitely really, really great cars. But like, it's just so over the top that people just want to get into this club so saying. badly. They were just and grasping like, at yeah, anything. And they'll do anything, right? And they'll they pay whatever just to be part of this thing. And it's like, I, I know that they've always had appeal and they've had a strong following, but it became like this weird, kind of culty thing and it, and it's it got to the point where it bothered you got me. a <laughs> so and, and it got to the point where i was telling uh, patrick stevenson i'm like dude like i'm kind of like put off by 911s right now i'm stepping away from the air cooled market i definitely want another one because he was sending me some nice ones and i'm like i'll get back to it but i'm just gonna let shit just kind of chill out for a second so that i can go and enjoy the cars for what they are and not be part of this weird scene that like i have to be you know it's like i'm I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I know it's kind of weird and sort of vain. No, but, um, I mean, that's, I don't that's, know. it's kind of like, a, if something's really popular, it's a little bit of a turnoff. Yeah. You it's know? like, it's, you know, when it, yeah. I don't no one wants to root like for that, the right? Bulls in 1994. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. the Bulls. So right? there's that. And then, um, the other thing, uh, oh, yeah. So right now, Carreras are fucking hot, dude. Like 74, 75s, they're blowing up like crazy. They were like, those have continued to go up. And, I saw a Targa. What, what did that Targa go for? It was it was blowing up on BAT. Was it hundred? Did it go for a hundred? The green, the, I the red I one. Was, I, I thought it was um, around. And that was that. a Targa uh, Carrera. So like yeah. those are still blowing up. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I remember I looking know, at several money. of them for like thirteen to fifteen grand and well, deciding and which one I wanted the, to buy. The SC is a better car. It's like yep. a virtually exactly. the same car, but with a three liter, and those are l- a lot less. And so there's like this weird dynamic. That's a rarity thing. thing. I mean, that's just yeah. straight up yes. production number. Yeah, thing. and the Euro three O Carreras, like you could make the argument, oh, it's got a magnesium case, non turbocharged nine thirty motor. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or like the the Euro ones that have the it's a seventy three RS motor. Like, okay, that's yeah. cool. But like, but it's just kind of cool, and it's they're like not galvanized and you well, know. yeah, the fact that it was made right because it is. It did have the flares on it, which were SC flares, but in those well, early, the first early year seventy fours, yeah, 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 yeah. Early seventy have the butt welded yeah. RS, and those, welded on. Yeah, they were welded and, on. And they're different. They're on different profile. 70, early seventy fours. Yeah, those are Carrera RS flare as opposed to an SC flare. Which but it's the same size. It'll fit a nine inch wheel, but the profile. No, they're different. If you look at the flare, if you yeah. walk up to the car, it looks different. Really? They're bu- more bubbly it's and more radius, radius yeah. and it doesn't have as crisp of a seam oh, at shit. the edge and it's not I didn't notice that. Consistent. Yeah, it's more round and yes. and uh, remember that brown one at Canepa yeah. a few years ago? The one that I It oh, sold for 120. Um that was an early one <sighs> and it, so cool. it was yeah, see, I, I see, I like that shit. So, like, um, I actually almost traded my nine nine three for a seventy five. It was a seventy five because I actually, I really like the longer whale tail with the little tail. flip. Yeah, it was a brown. Yeah. It was a it was a brown on yeah, gold. Chocolate. Brown and gold is yeah. a great oh, so color sick. on that car. gold. Gold uh, graphics, gold or gold Carrera. But we're immediately lapsing into the thing about which which makes everyone love nine elevens, which is all this sort of intricacies. Right. Of the, yeah. yeah. Right. You, they like. And as much as like I identify and totally agree with what you were saying before, Art, about like how 911s are like not the imaginative choice and everyone uh, overplayed and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, then I go drive one and I'm like, this is such a good car. They're really like, good. and I don't care about any of that stuff. And as much as like other weirder stuff is more exciting to me, like when you drive it, you're just like, I don't care about any of that. Yep, that and that's I totally agree, 100. percent I, I know it. Walter M. Wood asks, can you guys talk more about the next Radwood at Sonoma? And who's going to Berkeley Cars and Coffee this weekend? Who's going to Berkeley? I'm going. I'm going to try to make it. 
I, I will go if I'm not hungover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what are you doing the day before? <laughs> I don't know, but I might be hungover. <laughs> okay. So put that, you want to throw that out there <laughs> just by default? I'm just building in and out. I got, your, I got your e-vibe for your birthday. I'll come, but uh, if I'm as hungover. Long as long well, it's not at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Know, what do you want to see there? Mine. Dude, Kamisa, who's a friend of yours, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were texting the other day about our cars and coffee. And he's like, hey, man, let's caravan down. Uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm leaving at 645. He's like, dude, that is like an ungodly <laughs> yeah, hour. He do does not do mornings. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, bad he's at like, mornings. When he's he... like, I'll leave at 8 and I'll see you there like at 10. I'm like, I don't know if we'll be there by then. But... It was a heroic feat to get him to leave as early as we did when we went down to Radwood and SoCal. That was that was early morning. Yeah, that was very early for Jason. Um, okay, so we're all going to try to make uh, Berkeley, try. Berkeley Cars and Coffee. So it's Saturday, right? At yeah. Saturday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Sunday at 8 a.m. Fellini Coffee Bar on University. So if you're listening to this, go to Berkeley Cars and Coffee. Yeah. Um, and then Walter uh, asks about uh, Radwood at HoopTicon. It's happening. Yeah. March 24th. Uh, yep. Be there or be square. Exactly. We're going to have a little video game booth. Yeah, video game Play booth. video games. Some NES. Uh, it's, we're going to the video game lounge. You can watch Lane on a BMX bike. Yeah, I'm going to be rolling around on a BMX bike. Yeah. It should be its own show. A couple food trucks, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, a pretty sick location. Like right as you come into the track, basically, we're kind of perched above the uh-huh. paddock area. So we got like some green space. We got some... We're basically taking over like what they call like the TV like T- station. Yeah, TV it is the TV area. TV uh, platform. That's all the broadcast, broadcast like, platform. Yeah, broadcast so it's that big flat area as soon as you go up the hill and then yep. also the green space behind it. And, and then it. we have, I think we're closing in on around 100 cars. Yeah. And we still have two months to go. Yep. Yeah, we got so, some good stuff already. So sign up now. I'm, if you... I'm, I'm thinking around 250 to 300 cars. Okay. Very, very likely. Uh, Julian Salmon's, my friend has a late 2000 Subaru Outback, the LL Bean edition. Ooh, and I damn. just learned it requires premium. This angers me as I've been browsing cars. I've found this to be more and more common with a long commute. That premium cost adds up quick as Lane must know with the GTI. Am I alone in missing performance ish cars that run 87? <laughs> Lane doesn't pay for his gas. So he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, I, this doesn't apply to me whatsoever. I would put premium in every car, so I'm out. But also, if you don't put premium in a car that requires premium, I'm pretty sure the ECU will figure it out. Yeah, you're fine. Well, you also get worse gas mileage. Though. Yeah, you get less performance. You get, like, yeah, you get retarded timing, and like, yes, so it's not good. You um, get less miles per gallon. Was that a situation where you could use the word retarded? <laughs> <laughs> he looks for those all the time. We're always talking about timing. timing. So wait, is that a is that LB, is that like a three liter six cylinder? Sure. As opposed to the yeah, the, banger. Oh, I don't know if the LLB. You know what I was next? Yeah. I mean, off yeah, subject, but you know what I was next to on the way here? A, SVX. No, an Outback sedan. Remember those? Yes. The legacy oh, yes. Outback sedan. Yeah, I just saw one the other day. It's got the body. Oh, and it's yeah. the body cladding. Yeah. yeah, and it's lifted. Yeah, 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 yeah. They made a manual of that. What? <laughs> yes, that's mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, that that uh, flat six is known as an H six uh, lane. Just want to throw it out there. All right. <laughs> Wait, why is it called an H when it's four, three cylinders? I guess it's flat side? and like. But it's not an H. An H would <laughs> be a four. H is for horizontally opposed. Oh yes. no, that is what that it is. is. Okay, I was gonna say some weird kind of crank, like a shared crank. Also, well, this something. is like a like airplane engine World War Two shit. They used to make X engines. Oh yeah, or radio. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah radio. One yeah. upside down, one right side up. Yeah, the common crank, and you get an X twenty four. They look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at a radial like engine. Yeah, radial is circular, and the whole engine spins. Dude, the rate. 
Have you seen an animation of a radial engine, like the internals? Yeah, radial like, engine. Radial. It's, it's so like bizarre. Even when you're high, I have not. I need to do that. What about a high 3D printer? Yeah. Oh, think of that. dude, I would high 3D print uh, radial engines. That's do you guys have an do. answer for this? Uh, what are we doing? What was the question? <laughs> Something about premium gas. Oh, oh actually, wait. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't is know he alone I'm... in missing performance cars that run 87? Perhaps. Perhaps he is alone. I'm trying to think what it really adds up I to. Mean, it's pretty minimal. It's fucking 20 cents extra oh, a gallon. Like, what do you think about all the ridiculous things you spend money on for yeah. your car? And it's like, what is the additional 20 cents? Like, for me, that's not the thing that's going to cause me to do no. ridiculous, yeah. no, I feel like irresponsible things. Every car cars. I've ever had, I put 91 in. I'm always like that, you know... I guess ah. maybe it's, you know, I, I always feel like if you're not putting it in, then you're cheapening out of exactly. your car. And exactly. It's like buying shell oil or something. I've had know? like, I don't know, 40 cars, and I had one that was rated for 89, and I took so much pleasure in being mm-hmm. able to legally put 89 <laughs> in it. And it was I still like, legally. So, so what was that car? <laughs> it was a, a the cop first rolls car. up. It was, um, Were you always uh, looking at your shoulder for cops? 8 to 1 compression ratio uh, BMW M30 motor, the 535 IS. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Dude, I could tell. And you didn't put 91 in that? Yeah. No, I put 89 because it said put 89, and I was like, that's oh my god, it didn't have so 91. Crazy. That is like a, probably, if, like... You were, if you look at the fiber, it says, if, yeah, in if an emergency. To. And uh, that's like the opposite. 8 to 1 compression ratio. Yeah, that's like, right. it had dished pistons. It was. That's like the opposite of my first car was a, uh, like a 79 Rabbit C coupe. Um, and I would put, 91 and I get octane booster. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Holy crap. Well, you, know, you know we all did that. Of course. Cars wow. Trying to wow. get the most out yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah. I only use booster if the car detonates without it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, uh, it's more, it makes more power with it. I mean, Tyler, 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 um, what year do you think was the pinnacle of the analog sports car? Damn. Year? That's a good question. That is an excellent question. I, I'd say 90 because there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you can get Maybe pure analog cars, but I think it's still way earlier because I think it help. has to be like a... You think pre-ECU? Does ECU, have the presence of an ECU in a car make it non-analog? No. I think I'm power not. steering I think, I think and stuff no, like that. No, no. You're saying power digital steering? power steering? <laughs> Dude, there's been power steering for... No, but sports cars, you know, like... Electric, you were talking about. Like right? 911s didn't have power steering until the 964. Yeah. Power steering is so, analog as long as it's mechanical. I'm fine. Hydraulic? But it's less analog. It's your filtering. You're filtering yeah, stuff. I mean, but it, I, like yeah. every filter makes something less analog, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with, with power steering. I mean, power brakes. <laughs> I think the 960, you drive a properly set up 964 and you'll be sold on the potential of power steering to yeah, be good. It's fine. Oh, I'm I down. Like I'm fine. I love power steering. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it might be 30. Yeah. I don't Yeah. Want. I mean, no, the 964 power steering is, is very, it's, it's almost, I mean, you, if someone told you it was a manual rack, you would believe it. Yes. It's, it's very lightly boosted. And the 964 has great turn in and everything. Yes. I mean, Everyone who drives my 964 is like, wow, this thing is great with the manual steering. And I'm like, it's not manual steering. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Those are fun. Um, I, I don't know. McLaren F1, you know, you got F40 in there. You got uh, E30, M3. You got all the E30s. Right, and the uh, question is Pinnacle. Yeah. Pinnacle, which is like the highest point. Yeah. So before, you're, like, you're saying 89? Shitty. No, when you say McLaren like 90, F- 91. NSX. say McLaren F1, then you yeah. got to go to like you gotta go 94. Yeah. Yeah. So but 94. 94 but see, it? I think the McLaren F1's a a anomaly within that, but that year. But that is like yeah. the pinnacle as it overshadows everything, right? Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. But it also was I very mean, analog, though? Complex analog car. car. It's like the epitome of analog. No. It? No, it's pretty complex. But I mean, it's what, we're talking complexity now? Like, I'm talking about lack of nannies. We're talking about naturally aspirated. We're talking yeah. black No, but yeah. wouldn't you say, like, 
I mean, it's not the most analog car. Like, no, it's not. I mean, it fucking my mighty Max. like a Lotus, a my Lotus Elise or something like right. that would be. Yeah, ninety four uh, is too far out there. Yeah, but, um, for some reason I thought those were. 90s. I'm gonna go with ninety. I like ninety. So what was ninety? What F forty uh, NSX was available. Um, E thirty M three. I mean, that's nine sixty four. Nine sixty four. I'm not. I need more time to think and about it. But oh, 90, how about ninety one? And then you can add. You still have F forty. You have NSX. Oh, yeah. 90 was NSX. Oh, your 90 right? was NSX, too. 89, right? 90, I think, was, like, production, oh, okay. right? So you still have NSX. That's probably a pretty good year. Pretty yeah, good. and all the race cars in that era, too, oh, I'm down with. Yeah. In both Epic. Formula One and Tor- DTM. What do you I think, think of you this? you could still find turbo fans in use, which is kind of a requirement. Down. Would you guys uh, be opposed if Bring a Trailer uh, made it two auction pages? One is pre-OBD2. <laughs> all pre OBD two cars, and then all post. Not not a post. So that's ninety seven ish. Ninety five. Ninety six is, is 95 the first year is, of yeah. OBD. Yeah, ninety five is pre. Ninety five. I mean, not every car had it. Ninety six, but yeah, ninety seven and on. Like all of them had it. Hmm. I my habits are so varied. In other words, I'm a whore. Um, <laughs> that I don't. I My don't habits want to... are so varied. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically very promiscuous. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want to like have to go to two pages two to I find know, like random things that might mm. be irresponsible decisions that I ha- can right. make. I guess my my interests lie in that pre. So you want basically because it is more. I mean, it, you want to chip just your do it with shit. a filter. You, they should put a filter on that and be okay. like yeah. filter out fine. shit yeah, that's beyond yeah. a certain year. Right. You know what? That. Is by nation or something. That's kind of what i what i picture the radwood era actually pre obd2 yes yeah. it's like so after when obd2 started i feel like that's kind of that's too modern yeah exactly yeah that's a good argument um auto kennel asks what 80s food do you eat while in the testerosa by the way uh there was a reaction here uh, Derek had a little uh sort of a chuckle Fondue. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had a chuckle and a. Well, these like, guys are your oh, uh, contemporaries. Your. Uh... How do you mean in terms of auto kennel and our relationship? I, we haven't. I don't know that we've done business. I, but, I have uh, no idea. All I know is that they're in a similar business as you, right? Yeah, they're not very as Porsche, high Porsche centric. Yeah. yeah, very Porsche centric. We're not. We if we are doing Porsches, then they tend to be. Although their their uh, logo or whatever is uh, a Countach coming out of a doghouse. That's I have never auto, done that before ken- with a Countach. <laughs> you auto should. Kennel. But I'll put it on my bucket list. Um, <laughs> they're coming on the rally, and uh, they're friends of DWA. Yeah. So um, what 80s food do you eat while in the Testarossa? What is an 80s food? Fondue. I don't know. I was just going to say I have to fondue? defer to you. I wasn't around yes. in the 80s. Dude, fondue in a Testarossa is Dude, my, really that's living. Like, that's like the most 80s food, right? Fondue, really? The fondue, Ooh. like the, the cheese. Why is that? Yeah. I, I want to know it where was just coming a, from. It was just a that was a popular That was a trendy 80s thing. Familiar. I remember yeah, going yeah. to like party. My, my fondue parents. sets were being found yes. in thrift stores now. Yes. Yeah, from that era. Mm, that's an interesting one. I'm going to say stovetop stuffing. I think I if you're in like, like no, straight Big Mac. No, because you have to go more like Big Mac is as 80s as it gets. No, because you, you, dude, it's a, it's a, you Shitty have to pizza. go, you have to go more like yuppie. Does so the what was the emotion? Oh, sushi. It was sushi. Sushi was a new thing. It was, yeah. I see what you mean. Okay. This is the car in motion because yes. I feel like that would like, fondue, fondue would be the, the worst proposition oh around fondue. Chocolate fondue? Cars in motion. Oh my God. Cheese and chocolate. It's a multiple tiered fondue set. Oh, fantastic. Grey Poupon. Oh, yeah, just by the spoonful. Yeah. 
Um, what about Jello? Jello is an '80s thing. Oh, right? good call. Jello. Jello. I can't do it. Jello was. Right by the foot. <laughs> remember that Jello? That's, yeah. Is that a '90s thing? That's a '90s. Could be a '90s. Thing. Remember Jello pops? I don't remember Those are the '80s. Jello pops. No. Yeah. That sounds They're cool. popsicles. They're really Sounds cool. Porsche Hobbyist asks uh, thoughts on the new G-Wagon. He says he's he's an owner, of course. He's holding judgment until he sees one in person. It looks a little too rounded now. Not that they needed it, but Drew and Warren would have more leg room in back, almost six inches more. That's a plus. I think it looks pretty good. They yeah, fixed that I front won't reserve air judgment until I hear the sound of the door closing. Oh. That is the most important. Yeah, are they going to have the rifle experience. lock? That's yes. a good call. If it still has that, then I'm cool. If it doesn't, if they it's still they on like a ladder that that's frame. That's a selling point. Then Why they're would they blowing change that? It. I know. They, I mean, well, they changed everything. So I mean, it is still on a. It out of the it's still line. on a frame. You're yes, right. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They had that. Dude. Ding. Yes. Oh, but they were struggling. Did your 964 do that? Absolutely. Yeah. 964 is do too. Yeah, I know. Mercedes sells every single variant of this freaking truck. No matter what they do, they'll sell them. So like, I think whereas like Porsche was transitioning into this, like, okay, we got to be more frugal. We got to like really pump these things out, right? Go into mass production. Whereas like these things are, you know, I want a 280 G wagon from like early eighties. The straight manual? six manual, yeah, plaid awesome. interior tartan or something. Oh, so good with the plaid interior. Simple, simple, simple. So I, I just wanted to say that, um, I think what he described there, the fact that people have more legroom in the rear is the biggest flaw with that fucking car. Like I've actually ridden in the back and they, they it's suck, dude. Like, the tight. floor is super high and, and really these close seats to, yeah. are very like upright. Yeah, and, yes. yeah. So I mean, shit, it makes perfect sense for that. But the right? good, the cool thing I've, I, I noticed like riding around in, in Ryan's G wagon, Porsche hobbyist is the the car is actually really narrow, it is very narrow. and small, and you yeah. you're in a normal parking spot, and it's not taking yeah. up any space. Like you can open the doors full and everything. And the new one, I think, is around eight inches wider or something. Yeah, I mean they're 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 targeting their their demographic perfectly, right? They want more Dude. comfortable, they want more space. Yeah, um, and the, the, I hope. I mean, well, shit. It, they're trying to uh, basically pump the fact that it and is it's still f- as capable. It's right? fundamentally but, but been the same since what nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine, yeah. yeah. And, and but I have to give them credit for not botching it as much as everybody else seems to. They tried a lot harder than anybody else to keep the core as ethos yeah. intact. It looks kind of the same. I thought they were going to totally botch it. I thought it was going to be a you know unibody construction or something like that, and yeah. it would get away from the ethos of the car. But it, it looks. Pretty, you know. It's the door shut. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100%. I, I mean, think... that being said, uh, I strongly prefer the earlier versions, as Warren said. <laughs> Throttle by Cable uh, has a question for Derek. Uh, from a Fantasy Junction point of view, what are the undiscovered gems? So keep in mind he's asking between seven and $10,000. Uh, cars that are not completely appreciated but should be. Seven to ten thousand dollars. <laughs> kind of a... That's like a set of tires for Miura. Uh, yeah, just it's say... not like a set of tires. It is a set of tires yeah. for Chinterados. Um, GTV six. Mm, yeah, that's about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, glorious noise, transaxle, like kind of cool. cool looking. I like the way yeah. they look. Yeah, yeah. Radwood. Um, that for me is a car that is sort of undervalued. I was, I would say, two forty Zs until they like got sort of appreciated. Um. Alpha Spiders are all kind of the same, and some of them are still worth no money, like Series 4s. Uh, so maybe that. Uh, there's not much in the land of Porsches. I still think 928s are kind of undervalued, especially, especially manuals. I think that 
this is not in that price range, but I think 308 Dinos, and I'm not just saying this because I have one, <laughs> but I think 308 Dinos are, represent a lot of car for the money. Like a 308 Dino costs the same as a good GTV, and to me that makes no sense yeah, because absolutely. you get this like totally wild 70s looking shape with mid-engine. a quad cam, mid-engine, like four Webers experience, or you can get like, I like GTVs, but like to me those cars should not cost the same money. Besides the insanely short wheelbase, how different is that car from a Stratos? I think pretty different. I've never driven a Stratos, actually. I hear they're death traps, or they're, they're prone to swapping ends. How does it drive compared to, like, a normal 308? Ah, the GT4 is much better. This is one of my favorite questions. And actually, so the owner of Fantasy Junction has three GT4s. Um, they're the best driving 308, unequivocally. Really? Yes. So better than a QV yes, or something? Yes, absolutely. No question. Huh. What's better? The the steering is better. The sort of seat height to like mm, steering wheel position is mm-hmm. better. The 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 steering is really the biggest. Difference. So I like that answer because I've never driven a GT4, but I've driven QVs, mm-hmm. and my biggest complaint was the steering. It's kind of heavy and inert. The steering and, wheel rims too thick. It doesn't and the steering wheels. Do it doesn't want to respond. It doesn't yeah. respond very well, or it doesn't. It doesn't come back to you. It's almost like a front-wheel drive car. Yeah, um, drive a good GT4 because not all GT4s huh. are good. And make sure it has the original thin rim steering wheel, and make sure that it has high, high, like profile 14-inch mm-hmm. wheels. Like in that form, it's kind of like an early 911. When you drive like an anything with six-inch or narrower 911 with no power steering, yeah. there's this magical talking that the steering wheel. And the GT4 you. doesn't have the TRX uh, wheels, mm-hmm. right? So 14s. that's that's good. Oh, not really. It does yeah. not. Yeah, the, yeah, you do not. Like, 15, or what are they, 14.5 or 15.5? The BMW ones were 15.6. Yeah. I don't, I, and then they were like on boxers, they were 390 millimeters, which, you know, I don't know, 25.4 <laughs> millimeters to the inch figured out. Um, oh, man. How's no the stability out. of the GT4? It's good. Speed. It's good? a very easy car to drive. Oh. It is like, other than a, the dog leg, which is foreign to most people, mm-hmm. uh, it's really a sweetie. It's, uh, it's an easy car to drive. Right, like I wanna, I it. It's do you have XWXs on there? No, I'm too poor for that. What do you have, what do you have on there? I have some shitty BF Goodriches that the previous owner put on. In fact, these are the same non-speed rated tires. That so how can you say that it drives so lovely with those crap tires? Well, can you imagine how it would be with real tires? <laughs> for sure. Well, they're not 500 years old and you yeah. know, hard as a hot They're box, all terrains. So. Somebody was slapping, or like selling actually some um, freaking TRX tires, like original TRX tires with no miles somewhere. I can't remember where, on some forum. And they were like trying to, they're asking part. ridiculous money for them. Maybe I mean, just like roll onto the Concourse line. BMW, and Ooh. they're still old. They're I mean, the, the tires are so expensive. That's why everyone swaps them out. You know, the wheels out and stuff. And they're and, not good. And they get the Group Four wheels and stuff for the Ferraris. Anything. Oh, like the Campy style ones. Yeah. Well, you can put the 16s for the, the replacement on. ones, but they make the replicas. You know, like Group Four and stuff. Yeah. Schwan Man has a question. He's looking for a vehicle to haul things like metal and argon bottles. By the way, I looked at his page. Killer welder. Um. He currently drives an E46 M3, and it's not great for that. What would you pick to replace the M3 that could fit a lot of stuff, still be somewhat cool, mostly looking at wagons? He says thanks and love the show. Thanks, so man. the first question is, uh, are we talking E46 M3 budget, you think? Probably. 
Okay, because my mind immediately goes E63 yes, AMG. Same. Like, oh, but I mean, no, if, but no, that's no. my answer to most questions. E63 <laughs> wagon. They're so freaking expensive. I mean, don't care. Is he a good? So he's a really good welder. You said, dude, he makes a hell of dough. <laughs> I'm gonna say get a get the nicest uh, 850R Volvo wagon you can find. Those are like 15, 20 grand for a good no. one. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, especially no. 46 M3. No, dude. They're like six Oh, like grand a T5R? For like the nicest one for in the world. For a T5R. Sorry. For a T5R like a nice yellow wagon, I know of one that's sold for 15, which is like my Must dream car. Super low mileage, oh. right? Probably. But like yellow. Yeah. Yellow is super rare. Like, I, I don't red's know, a good color, too, but they're like six grand for a perfect one. And if you can find if one. If you can find one. Well, they only made them in black and yellow the first year, right? Yeah. Yes, but yeah. then like later ones were white. Something like that. I have some brochures from '95 of those, so I can, I can sell them to you for <laughs> uh, dude, tens just, of. Let me just keep I'm them a in the library. fiend for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, that's my answer. You guys, that's can a good. Whatever you want. I mean, it's a practical shape too. Yeah, and very like for the fitting, seats fold down you know, flat. It's very straight sides and everything. Is it high enough for argon bottles? Yeah, like those big bottles, those gas bottles. You lay them down. I think a 740 you, I wagon is a better uh, choice. Yeah, I just picked some up. With turbo? Down. I picked some yeah. up in a smart car. Wait, Argon is in with Hydras. Mm-hmm. 1970 wagon turbo with Hydras and egg crate grill. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Yep, yep. Um, I saw in Japan for sale a W124 wagon with a full AMG body kit and oh, like yeah. the Recaro 500E interior and an AMG 3.4 motor in it. Whoa. Or the yes, equivalent please. of uh, 20, 22 US thousand dollars and it's the same color combo as my um and you didn't you didn't buy it and put on bringing a trailer and sell for a hundred thousand i yeah i should have i was too busy (laughs) in freaking daimler double six hell (laughs) hemorrhaging money from every orifice any other answers for uh, mr schwan man you can get like a golf gti or something it's too small it's pretty good seats fold down and everything and it's a, it, you know, it's basically Passat a wagon. Passat wagon, 1994. Oh. W8. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they made W8 six-speed. Six-speed. They're like 11 with that. a sport package. There you with go. The, yeah, with the basket weave or the weavy wheels. That's... It's basically a Phaeton wagon, yeah. <gasps> what about a Touareg V10 diesel? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Warren has I got one. I got two. Got, you you have two? You got a couple. Sell you one if you want. My, yeah, my shop has two. What? Uh, I kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, you do. When you drive one, it's like, Dude, it looks so good when it's shit. lifted, too, that picture you Well, took? those are also on uh, uh, all terrains. Oh, so uh, okay. We'll it looked really here. good, yeah. yeah. Uh, one J- more, one more, one more. Yeah. W123. Uh, I want a W123 Euro headlights. Uh, I mean, that's a solid car, very yeah. spacious in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of old. Not fun. Not, not fun. fun. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's hauling. He said for hauling metal and stuff. Vanagon. He can go with the, I don't know, he can go with the Gen 2, uh, I think it's TSX wagon with a. Oh speed. yeah, those are nice. I like those. I don't know how, yeah, how, how spacious they are in Mr. That. TSX over here. I mean, I hate my, I mean, <laughs> it was all right. Uh, Jay Palau 13 says, will there be a prize for worst or best gas mileage on the rally? Whoa. No, Jay Palau, because you have a Miata and you would win. Oh, the that's true. Best gas mileage. Um, no, we hadn't thought about that. Um, Sean Grimes chimes in, chimed in and said, I think that's me and you respectively. So he, his would get worse. Yeah. His long hood. He's no, got a popped up long I hood. I think one, like one of the muscle cars would, yeah. like the GTO, 65 GTO. So how about the fucking Cobra? Yes. Um, so Sean and I were texting back and forth about this the other day. Cause like, 
Um, I was talking about how my 2002 uh, renowned for fuel smells, right? I mean, but I'm Dude, the only one who fucking smells. Sm- how many text strings does oh, Art have going? Uh, Nasal hallucinations, yes. threads for days. Um, but I mean, oh, the, the whole thing is like that when you have a, a, a hot rotted carbureted motor, like that's what, that's you don't have a choice. I mean, especially if you're just driving around town, like you're going to be rich down and idle and you know at partial throttle, and it's going to be you know glorious when you're at full throttle or half throttle and beyond, right? And like he was saying, how his car is like pig rich driving around town, and he you know it's got a hopped up uh, 911 Long Hood uh, 911 T, I think, um, carbureted three. He has meter? a built three two, three two, and it's a three hundred rear rear wheel. And um, what size? Uh, it's Are these a, on PMOs or Webers? Or uh, you know I, what? I'm not sure. Uh, he's got Webers. They're not PMOs. I'm pretty sure they're Webers. Actually, what's yeah. No. P- what's his name? It's another carburetor. It's a down, yeah, like parts a, mail order was what it stands for. Really? But they make like it's a Weber copy, but far better. And like really? apparently they're magically good. Yeah. Made where? They were in Southern California before. Oh. I don't know if they still are, but their carburetors are magic. Wow. Never but, heard of uh, like yeah. Everything that sucks about Weber's, they solve. They fig- I'm pretty sure that out. Porsche Hobbyist's car has um, uh, PMOs. And oh, that really? We're talking about how his is pretty like on, is pretty huh. reliable, and he de- never tinkers with it. But the reason I brought that up is because we're talking about gas mileage, and he's like, yeah, I get like eight miles to the gallon around town. He lives in San Francisco. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like, I just, I mean. Yeah, I was just going to say, why do all these people know what fuel economy they get? I have no idea how many miles per gallon I I get. Like, uh, it's bad, I'm sure. (laughs) Especially (laughs) driving around town. Um, KM Grace asks, what is the most mismatched Radwood era car name? So coolest car with a horrible name or worst car with a great name. I think you drove a pretty bad named car. The Daimler Double Six. <laughs> yeah. That is like, sounds like a James Bond movie or something. Or, it sounds uh, like the punchline of an inappropriate joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> double uh, Six. The Double Six. Um, because the quadruple three was taken. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always I always laugh when people say double pumper, so I'm there with you. <laughs> there was a uh, Cadillac Fleetwood, Fleetwood Brom d'Elegance oh. at, at Radwood. <laughs> or the, what and, was uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Town Car something edition? It was edition. a New Yorker. Oh, the Nautica. Oh, was the it? Nautica. Yeah. Was, it Nautica? was it Nautica? I think so. Oh, I think it was Nautica. Because that's the Mercury Villager Nautica edition. Dude, I remember it's that. Like family, Nautica man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got one. Yeah. Renault Fuego, dude. Fuego is fire in Spanish. Yes. And it is not spicy or cool in any way. <laughs> that's a good call. But it could be on fire. <laughs> it could be on fire. You're right. I it's like it the Chevy, Chevy Nova. Renault, right? Nova. What was your first Nova. car or something? Um, I almost bought a Fuego. Fuego. I, I went to go buy one and the place was closed. It had burned down. And that was going to be your first car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It burned down. It was $800. It's pretty yeah. cherry, too. Doesn't fuego mean ugly or no? That's no, fire. Feo. That's fair. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it's both. I mean, it'd be fitting. Yeah. Um, I think that's because, I mean, it sounds like it's hot. You know, it's going to be badass. And it's. There's so a not. lot of those things, though. Like, if you look back. Plymouth at it. Prowler. It's, it's a, Prowly. I mean, it's like a. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What about something that's just too many numbers and letters? Like the, oh, equivalent, yeah. the 90s equivalent to the MP4 12C I think that's 4G. A, I think that's a, that's a 190E 2.6. Yeah, 2.316. 2.316, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Okay, that's about Cosworth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's way too many numbers. Or yeah. Art's uh, Every BMW, BMW, made BMW M3456. Hell yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, the Chinese cars that have like, it's ridiculous. They're amazing. It's like 6458Q34EWXYZ. <laughs> yeah. It's like your Wi-Fi password. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi password. <laughs> and it's like half of the fucking trunk. And I was actually talking about, uh, I think it was Matt the other day. We were talking about how like 
it's kind of like the way uh, Westerners see Chinese and, and Asian characters. And I think that, like, it's just a bunch of cool characters, right? So it's like, right. oh, hell yeah, we're just going to slap all that on there. <laughs> hell yeah. And then more great. is better. Yeah, more is better, right? So, like, it it's insane. I mean, I remember on Top Gear, like, the, when they did the China thing, that just like 10 years ago, um, they drove a little tiny car, like the equivalent, let's call it like Corolla replica, literally. And it was, um, it had numbers all the way to the, basically the center badge, like yeah. in the middle of the fucking trunk. It was I've ridiculous. Seen that. I love it. So ridiculous. Um, any other names you can think of? Mm-hmm. Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4. What about any Chrysler product that has like LeBaron or like... Ugh. New Yorker. Um, TM Mason 10 says, You stumble upon a pile of money and decide to make an impulse, uh, impulse purchase. Each of you has to buy the first car save at the top of your BRZO app favorites. Do you have okay. BRZO? Let me look. Uh, what do you get for me? It's a 2003 A4 Avant with too much rust in Vermont. TM Mason, you're better than that. Come on. Damn, dude. This okay, is I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I am. redundant. Sorry. So I have to look at the top? I mean, top when... of your favorites. Oh, I don't oh. have a favorite. Sorry. I have a favorite. Here's mine. I almost want to change it because we talked about it. 1988 <gasps> Saab 900 Turbo Manual. In, SPG. Uh, Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah. It's an SPG. That's this my, is in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, for twenty nine fifty. Oh, I remember you share that one. It's been on there forever. Dude, it looks so and good. And it's freaking yeah. clean, dude. This thing. That's yeah, a really I've seen an SPG. Buying yeah. this for Radwood would be awesome. I mean, look at that interior. Oh, it's got the saddle interior. Is it actually an SPG? No, it's it just not. has SPG body cam yeah. wheels? Yeah. Because I've never really seen nice. one in silver. Twenty nine fifty at, at a dealer. With the freaking rear louvers, the hatch louvers? Let's just go up there right now and drive it back. That's like 68 cents a person. Let's go. Let's, let's just wire it over there and, and just have an adventure, man. Let's drive it back. Exactly. Look and at that's, that that's one of my favorite. That's past probably past worth twice that much in uh, Bay Area, right? Northwest and driving. Yeah, home. that's so rad, dude. Uh, so that's mine. What you got? Right. I don't have a favorites. Well, what know. is like one at the top? What is like your top? Uh, this the first search. The first search is Alfa Romeo. Let's see. Just straight up, straight up Alfa Romeo. Under I don't even know what price, but yeah. So we've talked about them to nauseum or at nauseum. I have Audi 4000 as my second one. Nice. Uh, 1990, uh, 192.5 16 valve Cosworth. It's way overpriced at 50 grand, but I just like looking at it. It's an auto tragic. Uh, uh, this is not an auto tragic. It's a manuel. Um, it's a manuel. Uh, but it does not have a houndstooth interior, and I've decided that if I get one of these cars, it's got to have a houndstooth interior. Well, for a uh, six, but that would be a euro only car. Euro. Well, this is a euro car. Oh, I know the owner of this car. Oh, it's two five. That's way overpriced. Yes, that car was came from Lebanon. He has a minty, minty 2.3 also. That's the one I was telling you about, Art. Remember last week? Oh, when you met, when you said you saw one. Yeah, for fifty. Is that overpriced though, or is that? It's got low mile, forty four thousand miles. I see them in Europe. I've been looking in Europe. When you, know, you see an E30 M3 sell for 102, that seems right within. That seems I mean, high. but that's absurd. I mean, the thing is with this car, like, I mean, I just know that you can go like right now in Germany, there are four of them selling for like low 30s, you know. So like, it's it's just overpriced. Yeah. I guess he, I guess it's in the country and he imported it already. Yeah, it is nice, but I mean, it's been on there for a while. Sorry, um, what's he asking again? A 50 grand. It's been on there for almost a month now. The guy who yeah. owns this car is a guy who you might have read about the story where this there there was a Porsche dealer and the guy bought a uh, GT3 RS for $90,000 because they put the wrong price on the wrong car. Wow. There was this guy who traded in a Cayenne <laughs> Turbo and a GT3 and they put the wrong price on it and they listed them on eBay and the guy hit the buy it now and got a GT3 RS, a black on orange, like with, I don't know what it has, three, four, five thousand miles. And he got it for 90 grand. What? Wow. 
Holy shit. Anyway, it was like blowing up on Renlist. And <laughs> that's amazing. He, like, that's the same guy. He's got a really good collection. He's got an E36 M3. He's got like a couple C126s. He has two E500s. Uh, he has a 512M. Where is he based? Uh, Anaheim yeah. or somewhere in Orange County. Dave Knows Cars uh, asks Derek, how do you like your Imperial Red C36? Uh, it's awesome. And I bought it from Dave Knows Cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's the only car I've ever bought on Instagram. Whoa. Um, C36 Mercedes? Yeah. It has 33,000 miles from new and original paint and window sticker and all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, Dave found it for me from the original owner. Nice. So How often do you like, drive it? Yeah, never. Okay, <clears> cool. it has 33,000 miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put like 300 miles on maybe since in six months. Be a good Radwood good car. Thing? It's going. I told oh. you I was getting everybody I know to, to bring cars to Radwood. And That's my, right. And my partner in the car is bringing it. Cool. So see it at Radwood. Uh, Rubber Down says, uh, you're hired at a car manufacturer of your choice. Your job is to improve one low-end model car to fit today's sports car market and resurrect one car to bring back to the market, uh, both from the manufacturer of your choice. What company and what cars do you choose? Resurrect. So, so resurrect. I mean, we can go. I can, I'll kill two one birds. Car. Or I'll get two birds stoned at once. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Um, Smoke them if you got them. Toyota Corolla. I Dude, was going to say Celica. Rear-wheel drive, I was lightweight. Say Celica, too. Uh, give me better design language. Get rid of all that weird protruding... Rear-wheel drive. Lenses and shit. Yeah, rear-wheel drive, manual transmission, dual-over head cam, NA, high revving. It'd be like a $40,000 car when you're done with You it. just described like a Miata. But uh, Toyota is what I want. I want I want four seats. I want an A80. I want a modern A86. I guess you got the Toyobaru. Yeah. But, I mean, he talked about... But you want less of a sports car and more of like a sports sedan. Like. Yeah, but he was... Yeah, because he specifically said what car would... What, it, what base model, right, would you change yeah. and make? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's an excellent choice. Nissan 510. Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. I don't know how you would so do So that's it. the one you bring back. Yeah. But yeah, which one... Yeah, because... And you know, then you'd, uh, you'd make a uh, Versa... Into the five ten or a Sentra or something, something cool, yeah. So strip you would basically it, strip it down. make a, a B thirteen ser out of the Versa. Yes, you take yeah. all the all the bullshit out. Maybe even like carpet delete, you know, blah blah blah, it's and make so it fun. Ugly. I know. I yeah, know. I mean, well, yeah. you you can change. You it, can though, change. Right? It. That's what I'm saying. Like I would yeah. get because he said, which one would you change? Yeah. and take back right. So just make Corolla. it as minimal as possible. Yeah, I mean, Corolla was the SR fives, the five speed. I mean, they were always known as sporty cars, the GTSs. Right. Um, what you got? Yeah. What would I resurrect? I'll pick what something super random and obscure, like the Alfa Romeo Montreal. <laughs> oh, interesting. No, that's too obscure. No one would buy that. Although I would buy it. I did Maybe, see if it looks that cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like Alfa Romeo it would be a logical extension of what they're doing right now to produce a sort of sporting car that's not at like as extreme as a four C. What if like an Alpha Spider? That was a long-standing. I thing. really, really thought because you've already mentioned them several times on the show uh, that you were going to go 240Z. Basically, the Z car is kind of stagnant and lame and stale now. Um, basically, make a modern 240Z out of that. Like mm. better lines. I know they're hint- limited by safety standards and pedestrian bullshit and all that, but um, smaller Dude, displacement. Not that hindered. Like to I, make that weird-looking, ugly thing they have now. I don't know. I mean, that, I, obviously, that's not your choice, but I, I thought maybe we were going to go that route. Uh, All right, I'm going to bring back an Audi Quattro Coupe. Yes. So there was a concept. 
that they yes, did. That, that was, was so cool. cool. Yeah. So cool. That is yeah. that is outstanding. So that has my vote. Um, Audi Quattro Coupe, and then shoot, what would I re- res? Where that's my resurrection. What would I modify and change? Um, what's another? You guys already chose Toyota. Yeah, because you said basic. And, yeah, it has to be an economy car, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to think. What's the other economy car? Is there something in the Ford realm that you'd be down with? I mean, they're well, doing did that. good little cars right. now. Though, yeah. so it, it's yeah. kind of like, I guess they could do some rear-wheel drive, like a an Escort, like a Mark One, like a yeah, an older Escort, Mark Two Escort, or something like that. So another, oh, I just I just thought of an answer to that the question from before about horrible names: the Mercure XR4 oh, Ti, 4 Ti yeah, or the yeah. Peugeot 405 oh, MI16, yeah. or the MI16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are rad. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They're super cool cars, <laughs> but the names. Uh, Yeti Overland has a question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save that until Sunday, maybe. Um, never outnumbered. What's your professional automotive automotive opinion <laughs> on the EP3 Civic Si? Which one is that? That's the it's one that Rob hatchback. has. Yeah, it's the, white the one. Yeah, yeah. kind of Euro one. Hatchback, 2001 yeah. through With the shifter in the dash like an Alpha. Oh, yeah. The, yes, yes. Yeah. Hatchback Little style. Little Brad style deal. Uh, EP3 Civic Si versus the Focus SVT. He says he hated them when they were new, but now he's turning his head every time he sees one. I go EP3 yeah. over it. But I'm with him on uh, their, their head turn. I think the... The Civic Si, that's the ugliest Si they made. Have you seen the Type R version of that car? It looks so good. Yeah, but it's totally different. It's like Rob's car. Like, that's what he's done. Yeah, like, I know. He's got but the, the Type R. R yeah. He has the Type R front end. Yeah. And he got the Type R spoiler, like yeah. the side skirts. It changes that, the car. That a makes lot. it. Headlights, that, too. That makes it uh, yeah. much better. I mean, but. I agree with him, though. I mean, I think that's where you're going. Like, it, I think initially when they came out, especially that ugly green color, oh, like, it was, God, they were, I thought they were terrible. Dog piss, and yeah. I also hated them because they only had, like, the single over, or they had VTEC only on the exhaust, I think. Yeah, and they were 26. Pounds rather than 23 or whatever, and, they yeah, gain tons of weight. I bet you that's a good buy right now. Yeah, very good buy. They're like three grand for those like are, a driver. You can find like a car. little old lady owned somehow. <laughs> I feel like that's no a model. little old lady who is colorblind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but the white's fine. I do like those, and you'll, you'll see them. You don't see that many of them. I don't think they sold that well. So, are, are you saying you cannot get a pure VTEC? Both no, cams. so we didn't. We got the neutered one. So in Japan, well, actually in Europe, everywhere else in the world, they got the dual overhead cam VTEC, two hundred and you know, change, I think it was two hundred. We horsepower. had like one hundred and sixty horsepower. Yeah, it was, and it didn't sound as good. I mean, it it, it went okay. I mean, it was it was whatever. But Shifter probably felt uh, fine. And yeah, all. but um, you know, it got the six speed and it got better aesthetics. It got better headlights. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And so like, but you can do all that shit. You know, you basically but the motor is you, still going to be that. Yeah, you can put an well, RSX type S motor. So yeah, yeah, RSX type S motor, which is almost identical and and you're almost you're pretty much there so for 10 grand you can have a really fun little high revving you know lift off oversteer fun car you and know, the fords you know. are cool too now yeah the, i think so the right wheels the, the european interior and the, yeah. like the they that was a good car interior what yeah, isn't up to par you have to like get that euro must get so. the euro interior package yeah. which was an option mm. and Colors are funky. I mean, they made blue. that blue and I like the sonic blue. I think it's yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I really don't. Yeah, the interior's got the oval design with yeah. like circles. Yeah, the everywhere. interior's the worst. The letdown. Yeah. Of that I kind of even sure. like the little stock wheels. Those little five yeah, spokes. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. they were speed lines, right? Yeah, speed lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, yeah the SVO. Yeah, they're the. I mean, in in Europe, didn't they get the RS like for, Ford yeah. Focus RS mm-hmm. of that basically body yeah. style? Which was, was that pretty... a five cylinder then? I don't know because the, the the next gen was a five cylinder, right? Really? I don't know. The Focus R- RS? 
I don't know. That must sound really cool. Those are out there. They're a little, uh, they're just a regular Focus SVT are, are getting harder to find though. Um, like for perfect ones, five grand. So yeah, know. they're interesting. I would like to data drive point. one. I haven't driven one. Um, data point. Uh, all right. I think that's a podcast. Bye. Later. Derek, thanks for joining us. It was you a pleasure. Stick around for the Sunday edition. I'll be here. Okay, man. <laughs> See you later. Let me know if you need water. Cruiser, it's a convertible, it's really cool. Oh, this smells like crayons. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up! <laughs> <laughs>